Hello, everyone. Welcome back to All Over the Place, episode 114 tonight. Jim Culver, how are you doing, my friend? I am excellent, sir. How are you? Life is good, good, good. Nay, <laughs> great, great, great. And right. we we got the theme, right after, the edited theme. You know, we're, we'll worry about dropping in all the fun stuff and the quotes and everything uh, at, in time. The holidays are approaching. I think in two, 2023, is that's the goal for that one. To have our, our fun little sound bites to, to have the longer the longer intro so Sounds and like folks, folks tonight also a plan tonight we are keeping it succinct we are going to be you know cutting down to the nitty and gritty going to be uh, talking about the daily wire and their recent acquisition of the rights to uh, ayn rand's atlas shrug and uh you know uh we're gonna keep it at 30 minutes and but in the event that we have some time the news today did you see this uh jim about uh jack white and trent reznor in uh, the last couple of days of, oh, they're, they're trumpeting. We're not going to be on Twitter anymore. Just go away. Whatever happened to that? So I, I'd like to get into those guys a little bit and, you know, the whole, uh, if we have time, if not another show, because this, this is, this is all over the place with a producer making sure we stay on track. Isn't that right? Miss producer. That's right. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> we are, we're going to do this right here. Right, Marty. Fine. <laughs> 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 See, <whip>. we're... <laughs> orange whip orange whip three orange whips oh. mm. well no, there's four of us technically here now so four orange whips four orange whips no 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 offense to you know the, the memory of mr uh oh sorry messers candy and and belushi so so guys as, as we uh, do our best here to to keep things you know under uh, under 30 minutes in our new improvement here uh, Daily Wire, as I mentioned at the top, uh, they recently got the rights to uh, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, which I think is an, a, an amazing uh, get for them. Uh, but I, I, you know, as we've talked about on previous episodes, we've got uh, a narrow casting for what amounts to, unfortunately, little more than a an echo chamber. So. I think it's great that they've got this, but, and I think it's also great in the, the, uh, the, well, actually, what are your guys' thoughts on that one? You know, as we, as we've talked about, uh, just new wrinkles on this now that they've got an, an actual great property right now. Well, I think, uh, based on my limited experience with the Daily Wire's production so far, I think they do a pretty good job at putting storytelling over, uh, message. Yes. Uh, and I think so. I think if anyone could pull off get, doing this right as a movie, I think it would be them. Uh, I, I saw those absolutely atrocious, low budget versions of them, the trilogy that came out a while back, and they were absolutely horrible. And uh, there was a lot of a lot of reasons for that. But one of them was that they were trying so hard to be super uh, faithful to the to the books to the point where it felt like a soap opera filmed version of the books and they were they were absolutely terrible so i think if the focus is on story over message i think they they've got at least got a shot at making it uh an entertaining watch and marty i know uh, your household is a big fan of miss uh miss rand and the the, the uh, objectivity and things of that nature so i mean what what are you looking forward to with this one at least the potential for it well i do agree with jimbo um however uh it is a movie story storytelling <laughs> that's got to be there but uh i'm just i hope they hang on to some of the message or you know 
a good a good part of it. Uh, there's a way to do it where you're making a movie that's that has a message without you know the other way around. We have a message that this movie is kind of trying to figure out. That never works. And uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I talked to briefly the, earlier today. A, a good partner would help with some deep pockets. Mm, well, I think they've got that now. We, we, I mean, Daily Wire, and I think with this one, it will attract more of the uh, the, the financing that they need in, in order, in order I mean, to make the best they can. Have Kev, Kevin Sorbo. You know, they're going to have, there's a handful well, of the usual round of characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, gonna I mean, be, uh, well, maybe it'll turn into a good thing. Kind of like the, uh, you know, mighty win best in show type thing. <laughs> well, what I, you know, and I think that as we've talked about, you know, with, with daily wire and just with the narrow casting of it and, and the echo chamber part of it. And I want to get into that later, but I think what the, what will be done best with this? And I, I go back to um, my, the first thing that comes to mind is Dune, whether it's the David Lynch one or the recent one that uh, the Villanueva one. Uh, did I say that right? Villanueva? Yes. Uh, but all well and good. I like the Lynch movie. I like the part one that came out last year with the recent adaptation. But I still think the best part of Dune or the best adaptation of Dune was the sci-fi and it wasn't perfect, but I think it, it, it was able to get more of you know, a bear's message in was the sci-fi channel miniseries. And I think, and it's been talked about at least one of the story that I saw with daily wire and their acquisition with this is that they're thinking about potentially doing a miniseries with it, which I think would lend itself much better to the message, especially because Atlas shrugged. It does drag on. There's a lot of extraneous, uh, aspects to that that could just be well i mean let's make fountainhead let's make anthem if you really want to cut to the core of her messages but if you're going to do atlas shrugged instead of doing a three-part movie like they, they like jim mentioned previously let, let's do a seven-parter let, let's do something where, where you've got like maybe even a 10 episode or a 13 episode yeah that's yeah, that's I, uh, not a yeah, bad I idea I, I agree yeah, I think it would probably work well as a, uh, a miniseries. And, and as far as what Marty said about actors, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think that, that they could probably attract the right talent to pull this off. You couldn't probably couldn't get any big stars. I know big stars have circled Ayn Rand's work in the past. I, I know for years and years when they were mainstream studios were talking about doing a uh, Atlas Shrugged movie you know, long before what what became of it. Um, there, there was there were a lot of talk that. Uh, that Angelina Jolie wanted to mm-hmm. play Dagny Taggart. Uh, you know, I, this was back when she was a bit more libertarian leaning. I don't know if she still is, but uh, but definitely that was in her wheelhouse when she was at her kind of height of her stardom. So I think if you know you can find the right actor, you can find somebody who can who's willing to kind of make that leap for for a good enough role. Um, I think you could probably find the right talent for it, uh, and you know, say what you want about the that horrible trilogy of low budget movies that came out a while ago of, of, of uh, Atlas Shrug, where they did have a lot of liberal actors that were willing to kind of step over that line just for, for a good part, you know, for a good juicy role. So, and if you look at the, like, for example, the, the liberal actors that continue to work with Clint Eastwood 
despite mm-hmm. Hollywood's attempts to make him kind of toxic and untouchable. Uh, you know, you have actors like Bradley Cooper that continue to work with the man and uh, because he's a great director and because he gives them, uh, you know, some good juicy roles that they're not going to get otherwise. So I think they could attract some really good talent for this. Um, and I'm not really too concerned about how, how good the adaptation would be. My, my big concern as always with these productions is is distribution because that seems to be their big Achilles heel is getting these distributed to uh, the general public. Uh, they, you know, obviously the Hollywood seems to be locking out, locking them out of uh, theatrical release for any of this stuff. And that kind of necessitated them to make their own streaming channel, which I'm not sure was the best move because it keeps everything isolated from the rest of Hollywood. But uh, it seems to be their only option right now. But if they can figure out how to make distribution work for something like this, I think it could be uh, uh, their biggest hit so far by far. And I, I'm about to walk back a little bit of what, what I've, I've tried to be looking at constructive criticism with the Daily Wire and their, their distribution channels or channel. Uh, because I, I'm working in a movie theater and, and you know, just looking at the numbers now and, and especially when, when you've got, well, the numbers for you, know, you get a blockbuster, whether it's, you know, Wakanda forever or, you know, just the, 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 the big, uh, the top guns and all that. You're always going to need a movie theater for that. But when you're looking, and, and uh, Christian Toto po- uh, pointed this out uh, recently over at his site, and, you know, like uh, Banshees of Inisherin and all, all this Oscar bait, and she said now is out. And it's barely making a dent at the theater. It's better suited, movies like that, like that maybe better suited for watching in the home. And I, I know I'm, I'm kicking the hand that's supposed to feed me as someone who works. Uh, from time to time in a movie theater, but I, I see it happening. And, you know, our num- numbers are not what they used to be. And, and what, whether it's, you know, uh, we still got the pan scamdemic hangover and people, you know, and how many times can you be told don't come to our theater or you've got to, you've got to have, you've got restrictions when you come to our theater, people are just going to stay at home. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and for, for something like this, let, let's do it at home. But I think what, they what would be well suited for a daily wire especially now that netflix and i i'm going for the big guns here with it but netflix is realizing that the they've gone a little broke or heading closer to broke and not getting as much money as they can because of their woke content is now the time to strike into a partnership with someone like that or just someone who has a better distribution arm yeah and that's what i was saying about having a partner um and you know netflix uh for all their faults they have also done good like we had said about the Chappelle thing <laughs> you know everybody was freaking out you know and and given their uh their sad story about how it was transphobic and he's you know blah 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 we all heard it and netflix said well uh we don't care too much about that because obviously a lot of people want to see this because you know, we're making a lot of money and they stood their ground and rightly so, because a lot of people watched it. The majority of the country was not offended. The majority of the country actually listened to what he was saying and you could hear that he wasn't transphobic. So they actually let it be said and let it linger. And, uh, you know, a partnership like that could let a message like this linger. You know, it, it wouldn't be immediately uh, you know, woke choked and, 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 you know, disappear. 
you know, it could linger around where people could actually, who were, you know, maybe on the fence or even leaning left might go, well, you know, everybody's talking about it. I'm going to give it a shot. And now you have somebody that actually looked at something that might scare them into realizing what they're doing. You know, it's, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to take a, a big partner and, and they're still in the beginning of what they're doing. So maybe it's not going to be this movie. Um, but oh, no, but there, I, I think it could be this movie, though, simply because, and, and you're not wrong, Marty. I definitely, uh, you know, it, it's, and I'm, you go for the big guns, but even more so than Netflix and Amazon, you know, they're going to strut about. And of course, Bezos says, you know, they, they all got their leftist bona fides that they want to maintain. But they, Amazon Prime has put out some very, very good libertarian slash right leaning uh, uh, shows whether it's the Jack Reacher recent adaptation or Terminal List, this could be something that's more ripe for them. But, of course, you know, the leftists and, and people on the right get dug into trenches as well. I'm not, it's not, the, the right's not immune to it completely. But the left is much more resistant to wanting to reach across the aisle and say, well, you know what, this might be a good thing. Look, they've got the rights to it. We know people are going to see it, and money. In, in the in the words of, of Bobby Fleckman, money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> now, let's not forget, you know, every election. I mean, uh, it's about fifty fifty. Yeah, it's about forty seven, forty seven, whatever. But you know, about half the country is one way, and half the country is the other way, and <laughs> kind of leads me to believe that it might be a little rigged. But aside from that. Somebody, <laughs> we digress. Whoa, whoa, crazy talk there. Hey, that's Come last on. episode, man. That's last episode. Elections have never been stolen in the history of the world, okay? Except for all the times that the Trump's <laughs> Trump stole it, obviously. We're a banana Except republic for, now. I wasn't the Except point of it is County. Yes. <laughs> the point of it is uh, somehow sometime at some point somebody somebody was is going to wake up. Some corporation's going to go what are we doing braiding up with these other sheep? Half the country thinks the opposite. That's a lot of pockets. That's a lot of wallets. A lot of money and, over there. And you why, nailed it earlier with Chappelle. People want to see this stuff. Yeah. There's a and by the way, I mean, I know it's not, you know, hundred percent, but the, the the half on the right tends to have more money. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that seems to be the case. At the very but, least, but here, even and, if it's equal, you're leaving a lot of fruit on the tree because you don't want to go over to that side of the fence. Well, herein lies the unfortunate rub with the right. And I experienced this, you know, firsthand and watched it firsthand back in my time in L.A. with friends of Abe. And, you know, there were a lot of deep pockets there. But the right is not as willing to invest in things. They want sure things They because they're, they're, there's a reason why these guys have made a lot of money. They have invested in sure things entertainment is still not a sure thing to them they don't realize the potential with it and this has been 20 years that i've watched this happen maybe conservative you could say oh my goodness yes Uh, one might say that uh but daily wire has you know they they're at least wading into the water now and for you know all the potential faults and the you know the you know uh not having as big of an audience uh, by limiting it to a streaming service, they're at least making the effort. Whereas in the past, the right wasn't as uh, willing to do that. So 
baby steps and, and it, I, whether it's terror on the prairie or you know just they've got decent product going out there now uh to your point earlier jim uh about mm-hmm. actors being willing to cross the aisle not cross the aisle but you know uh and and in the last movie they were willing to do it let's not forget that was t- the last one was in 2014 we are in a way different time now this is true yeah the, the trump seems to have just completely broken some some folks brains to the point where they are they're just completely not even willing to talk to somebody that they disagree with anymore. So that's true. Things are, things are definitely more divided now. Uh, I, you know, who knows if, if, and when that's going to swing back the other way, I think it will eventually. Uh, but you know, in the, in the meantime, you know, who knows? Um, but, uh, I mean, even, I think, I think Clint's most recent movie, not, not, or second most recent movie was, um, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was about the, 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 the border kid. No, the one before that about the guy who who found a bomb and and uh, and and saved people. Oh, um, I, Jewel, I Richard Jewel, Richard Jewel. Jewel. Thank Jewel. you. Mm-hmm. That that actually, I think that was 2019, and it did have you know Sam Rockwell and uh, Kathy Bates and some other liberal actors. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, I I think that you know that we still have people in Hollywood that are willing to step over the line for the right role. So I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not saying we, I think we could get Sam Rockwell for, for, for this project, but I'm just, I'm just giving you an example. I think that you could get, uh, probably, uh, find somebody who's willing to, willing to go after a, a plum role like this. Well, um, if, if, if it's to be believed and I, I watching Giancarlo Esposito go to Gina Carano's defense more mm-hmm. than anybody else on the Mandalorian cast might be worth it. Here we go. Being casting directors uh, for, for uh daily wire. But, but yeah, I think it could be, you just need to pick their, you, if you, if you look at people have, you know, whether they're speaking in code or at least making an effort to support, you know, the, the freedom to say, you know, what you want, it, it, it's, it's a possibility, but then of course you still run the, uh, you know, I, I think back to, and I, I will spare the actor's name who was on the other end of the conversation, but Sean Penn, one of the stories you, you hear a lot of stories in the, the friends of Abe get togethers, but one very well-known actor, uh, who has been able to, you know, maintain, you know, a foot in mainstream movies for many years. Uh, he was said to work on a project with Sean Penn. And Sean Penn called this guy up and said, you know, and it was basically berating him and accusing him. I saw, I hear you're in this friends of Abe thing. Is that true? And this guy just said, you know, talk about, you know, the, the irony with the blacklisting and all that. He basically had to deny that he was in friends of Abe. So mm-hmm. you still had, I, I don't know how much, the, but that that's going on 10 years ago now. So has, well, in, in the meantime, Sean Penn has already reached across the aisle and done certain projects with uh, Kid Rock. So I, I think it can happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of you know how, how willing the the left and you know and it's just hitting me also that the left is we we want our amnesty now we from uh, all this COVID stuff you know please be our friends now we didn't mean to do uh, be so harmful with this forgive us forgive us we didn't mean to be so horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I will say that a lot of this division and, and fear that's that's being driven in Hollywood, a lot of that comes from fear of the Twitter mob. And it's going to take some time for people to come around on that. But I think with Elon taking over Twitter, I think the, the, the uh, power of the Twitter mob is going to be uh, lessened a lot in the near future uh, because the left no longer has a monopoly on on free expression on, on Twitter. They're still there, but uh, other than the ones who have fled, but a lot of them are still there. But the point is, is that it's an equal playing field and they don't just get to mob people anymore like they used to. So I think once that realization sinks in, I think there's going to be a lot less fear in Hollywood about creative choices. So you, you don't think guys yeah, is, that- uh, as popular as Jack White and Trent Reznor doing their little stomp their hands and clap their feet, temper tantrums as they uh, publicly say, we're, we're quitting, bye. Well, and, and Trent Reznor quitting for the second time on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I take it about as seriously as the celebrities that said they were going to move to Canada. Yeah. Well, you know, they they post that they're going to leave Twitter on Twitter, and then they don't leave Twitter so they can <laughs> hang around and watch all the responses to them saying they were leaving Twitter. The thing no, don't go. Stay, stay, stay. No. Okay, that's that's digression averted. Uh, Back to Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, it's like the old joke on social media. Hey, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Just leave. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's the best. So uh, Atlas Shrugged. Uh, So one of this uh, left-leaning media, uh, leaning is being very, very generous there, well, of course, um, yes. Yeah, it's way worse than leaning, but we'll just go with leaning. Um, I mean, it goes so far as to, I mean, like the reviews, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, oh, it's the worst. How do they, movie after movie after movie, they give, if, if it's not what they deem worthy or they deem to be woke enough or left enough or whatever it is, they give it a very low tomato re, re, tomato meter reading and that's what they publish. That's what they push. But meanwhile, if all you got to do is click the link, you know, <laughs> you just click the link and you go, oh, okay, poor, uh, here it is. Atlas Shrug part one. We all agree these weren't fabulous, but tomato meters, 12%. Audience scores, 69%. That's a pretty big disparity there. That's, those are not the same. And this is, you know, well, we don't like it. Well, so I thought the point of this was to get a consensus. And they, uh, if you look at the really left-leaning movies, they, they're right up there with the audience. And the ones that don't toe the line, they give them a really terrible reading, a rating, tomato meter reading, whatever that is. And uh, it, I think it has something to do with, you know, it's another piece in this puzzle of we're not letting you in. We're not letting this get any traction. We're not letting it get any momentum. Um, and, and they just continue to play along. And Anyway. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is completely corrupt, especially with all these new woke movies coming out. Uh, I, I think I saw an article, some movie site wrote it, and it was a left-leaning movie site, but it basically said, why, why are people afraid to, to say that Wakanda Forever wasn't good? There's a pretty obvious yeah. answer. They don't want to be called racist and blacklisted, but uh, but you know yeah. the fact that people are even having to ask the question it just shows how corrupt the the system is at this point as far as as far as um, 
uh, criticism goes. And I say that as somebody who, you know, when I was a kid, everybody wanted to be something when they were a kid. I wanted to be a movie critic. I thought that would have been the coolest job ever. I wanted to be Roger Ebert. But nowadays, forget it. I would not never want to join this corrupt system where you're just supposed to to rubber stamp every left leaning movie and 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 never get out of line. Forget it. Well, it, it yeah, goes to something that you know. Uh, well, well, John Ziegler and uh, Liz Habib were talking about this on their their podcast, "The Death of Journalism," and Liz, Liz was relating something where, and and it, it goes to the entertainment industry too. But she is a sports journalist. She kind of has to, or uh, you know, kowtow to these guys uh, and and the athletes, not just guys, the women too. But and if you don't coddle their egos, you're not going to get the interview. If you don't coddle the movie, you're not going to get access to the screenings. You're not going to get all your little free trinkets that the studios love to give you. It's the same theory. And so you live in this. John Ziegler and uh, Liz Habib, you remember, Liz, you may remember from uh, LA, uh, LA Sports uh, and then Fox Sports as well. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, but they've got a podcast going on. Yeah, we saw that on on a macro level with Michelle Tafoya. You know, yes, exactly. Got think of it and said, "Enough's enough." I'm going to go say actually what I want to say. Uh, I had a nice long career. I'm going to go ahead and now actually say what I'm thinking. You know, and I, it's a, it's a shame. And, and look how 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 quickly the the wolves descended on her, and and, and mm-hmm. good for her. Yeah, she was she was called racist because she she said we need to teach about this horrible stuff that happened not pretend it didn't happen. We need to teach our kids so that they don't repeat it. She's a racist it's, somehow. Okay. It's all, it's almost like she comes from a very free thinking family. Hmm. That's weird, huh? You <laughs> <laughs> should be your dad. <laughs> he is incredible. So, well, folks, I'm look, as we look at the clock on the wall, I'm, I'm maintaining was producers very, I'm getting a big smile right now that we're, we're, we're able, we did it guys. We did it. <laughs> so are we going to do like a, uh, a a Batman outro? Like, join us next time. You know, have a little yeah, yeah. Uh, jingle <laughs> next time. We'll, we'll talk about. Well, I mean, well, I, I did edit down the uh, the theme. So, uh, but uh, we'll, I think we'll play the full theme uh, uh, as the outro on this one. But you know, um, that, that this is us, folks. The the new and and I improved. That's up for you to decide, but I think that, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, cutting more to the core now and just, uh, you know, for bandwidth, everyone. Oh, and, you know, just as we're doing this, we, we got a caller. You know, can we take a caller, Miss Producer, for our next, our last three minutes? All right, we're going to be quick about this. Hey, oh, and then he left. Oh, here he Hang on one second. We're going to bring him in. Eric, hello. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. And um, our first caller is now our, 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 it's our first return caller. Thanks for thanks for chiming in. Yep, um, Eric, the Podfather of Podbean. <laughs> yeah, and and whoever might be listening to this published episode on download, they might know me from the slightly serious show and the old man's podcast show, and they might even see me around at the Ralph William podcast, the Beans and Weenie show, and and a couple other great podcasts that are worth checking out. Um, Papa John's podcast is another one. Um, the list goes on and on, but. Um, but I think with Thanksgiving being this week and, and us coming into the Christmas holiday season as well, um, I think it would be a perfect opportunity to remind friends if, if they're going to be hanging out with family and friends or, or going out to parties, 
you know, we would kindly encourage them to be safe and be responsible, but at the same time still have a good time. So remember, you know, never drink and drive, you know, just remember the designated driver or to have Uber or Lyft carry you to and from your destination because we would like very much for for new and returning friends and people we've never met to arrive alive. Absolutely. Well said, sir. Yep. 100% party responsibly. Exactly. You know, because I know y'all definitely want to see them around during the holiday season and also again in the new year. Absolutely, yes. So definitely appreciate that message, Eric. Thanks for thanks for uh, bringing that to, to the table for us. And, yeah, and before, and, and uh, before we go, if, 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 if someone's birthday, we, we need some uh, bir- parting responsibility on the birthday. It's uh, Mr. Marty Zamora's birthday coming up this week. So I want to wish my friend oh, a nice. happy birthday. I'm going to be 34. That's right. In, in dog years? last month. <laughs> I'm going to be 55, but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I, I appreciate that. Happy, happy birthday, Marty. I have an aunt you. that's got a birthday on Thanksgiving Day this year, and then I have a cousin who also has a Thanksgiving birthday on the 26th. And well, and of course, it's uh, you know she doesn't listen. She isn't quite tech savvy yet, but it's my mother's birthday tomorrow. Big shout out to Barb, Barb Pervaznik, Barbara. Happy birthday, so, uh, Barb. It's a week. It's a week of birthdays. You you uh, you Sagittarius. Is this is. Yep. But hey folks, again, thanks for joining us here on uh on all over the place. Eric, thanks for stopping by and uh and dropping our, our holiday message. And uh Marty, Jim, you guys everyone here and Eric have have a very safe and uh fun holiday rest of the week. And we'll be back next week, folks, with all over the place. Mm-hmm. Cutting it to the core, 30 minutes or less. We are we're now the Domino's Pizza of Podbean. So uh, here's a good closing line. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. There you have it. Take care, everyone. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll listen and hear you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving.